Welcome to today's episode. We have special guest Lisa Blanc, co-owner of Beverly Hills Courier. Join us as we dive into her journey and how she's transforming this iconic publication into an insider's guide to Beverly Hills. Whether you're a resident, visitor, or admirer, get ready for an episode filled with captivating insights and lively banter. This episode of the Mostly Banter podcast is sponsored by Amy Sherry Designs. Hey, does your home reflect your taste and style of today? Do you see drab drapes, pilling pillows, and ragged rugs? Drawing on the unique qualities of your home and then incorporating your lifestyle taste, Amy Sherry Designs uses beautiful textiles and furniture pieces to create a space that you and your family will absolutely love. Amy uses her innovative design dye to transform spaces that are not only functional, but simply livable. Don't spend another day walking around a home that doesn't suit you anymore. Please call Amy Sherry Designs for your free consultation. Contact Amy by phone at 310-386-0627. Again, that's 310-386-0627. Or check out her website, amysherrydesigns.com. A-M-I-E-S-H-E-R-R-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N-S.com. I am so thrilled and honored to have the very wonderful and fabulous Lisa Block, uh, owner and publisher of the Beverly Hills Courier today on the Mostly Banter podcast. I know Lisa only from Rotary. We don't know each other very well. We haven't spoken very much. And it'll be a little bit of a get to know each other. So Lisa, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And KBEV is extraordinary. We are in, um, we're doing the, uh, this podcast from the KBEV studios, which is uh, uh, the second one we've ever done here. And it's just, it's great to do that. And Lisa was lit up when she walked in and was quite impressed with this. So that's all good. So let's start, okay? Yes. Uh, as I promised you, this will be fun and light. There's nothing heavy hitting. So let's start with how did you get to Beverly Hills? Where did you grow up? I grew up uh, back east in Philadelphia. South Jersey, and then Long Island, and came out to Los Angeles to attend UCLA. So how did UCLA come into your mindset from Philadelphia? Was um, it the Rose Parade and I'm seeing the weather? Because <laughs> I've spent a lot of time in Philly. Well, truthfully, the streets are lined in gold here in Los Angeles, um, and I don't mean that. And from they just give it out? No, they don't give it. It's not from a financial uh, point of view, but from the sun. It's such a happy day every day since so many of our days begin with the sunshine. Um, I always dreamed about going to UCLA. Um, the sun, the, the weather, um, the sports programs, and just the life in Los Angeles. It doesn't, so did add, you, added to it was my father was in the entertainment business. So there were a lot of trips as a child coming out here. And, and you fell in love with UCLA. How can you not? Well, that's very easy for me. I am very, very easy for me. I, I would like them to, if they wouldn't mind, getting rid of that public institution and make parking so we can have a better Westwood experience. No, it's a, it's a wonderful school, but that's the rivalry that's yes. there. And did you like your time at UCLA? Um, actually, I had one of the best journeys and experiences of my life. I was fortunate in the last year of my years at at UCLA to be selected as a song girl. Wow. So I did wear the blue and gold all over um, the United States. In those days, the teams, uh, the song girls went with the teams, whether it was football or basketball or volleyball. At that time, we had championship volleyball. Coach Karai, uh, Karch Karai right. was on sure. the team at the time. And so the world was always watching, and it was so many experiences representing this incredible university all over the country. And it really, and it really is. I, you know, I always joke about it, um, be, being a USC person. But if there is anything disappointing about USC and UCLA leaving to go play in the Big Ten, it is the Pacific rivalry you know it's like yes. these are the two jewels of it all and you experienced it and did you study journalism there or what did you study ucla did not offer journalism at the time um i was a dance and theater major okay so i learned the, the creative process right. let's put it that way i wanted to always be in journalism 
And there's I, a very famous alumni in, before we get to the journalism, in theater arts there yes. that may, people may or may not know. Um, oh, Kurt Russell. Yes. Kurt Russell was a student at UCLA, um, and they have a fantastic theater department, and it's a wonderful research university. It's very much like USC in that they have different colleges within. So now, back so to So is it. it the world according to USC? Is that the idea? Yeah, everything well, comes the from... That's the idea Well, that's, that's the you. real world, isn't it? It's everything... What's USC relevant is, is USC. is a fabulous school as well. When, yeah. when I went to UCLA, obviously, I so thoroughly enjoyed the rivalry. Yeah. Um, but today, what did you mo most about the rivalry was? Did you like the basketball rivalry because of the uh, domination? Both, both were well. Basketball, we weren't dominating in those years. I mean, we were good, and and John so Wooden was in the you know, elderly. He was in the stands, and there so there was still that feeling from him. Um, but truthfully, both all the sports. Because when you get chosen for the squad, you are there were seven of us, and you're chosen for the entire year. So we were a part of all the festivities and all the sports, and very involved with alumni, and just had so much. It's fun. a great. It's a great. You're an ambassador for the school. Yes. Yes. A, a quick UCLA story. Okay. So I am a student, <laughs> uh, not at UCLA then, <laughs> and I used to go to the student store and I would buy a t-shirt and then I would put a not nice saying on the back and I would sneak into the basketball <laughs> stadium and, and I'm the only one cheering for the other team. Yes. So you could always see me standing and people go, what is this kid? What, who are you? And then and they, before they figured it out to toss me out of the place because I would always cheer against UCLA. But I loved it back then. I loved the rivalry. I loved the people. So they didn't, you didn't study journalism. You studied theater there. And then what happened? Dance. Dance, dance. dance. And did you pursue that at all? No, I went from that right into the entertainment business as a development um, person at the studio and learned the process, the creative process, screenwriting, um, all that it took to production and worked up the ladder and ended up um, becoming a screenwriter first in series and then movies for television. And I wrote and, produ um, and produced many, many movies for television. You know, in those days, that was kind of the Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. That's what sure. people did when they watched TV. So there was tons, hundreds in development at all times at the network. So I was pretty busy. I have nothing but admiration for writers because I can't write. <laughs> and I don't mean that negatively. I mean that in that when I'll write an email, I'm not making a joke. If I was going to address you, hey, uh, Lisa Block, I'm, I would like to have something, talk about the courier or something of that nature, it will take me an actual hour to write what you would be able to write in five minutes because I'm going to look over every word. How does this sound? I'm going to read it out loud. How could this be misinterpreted and things like that? And I watch writers good writers, especially TV writers, and they just paint with like, it's like a canvas. Um, it's yes, so good at I, that. I, I don't want to, I don't, don't want to <laughs> shoot your bubble here, but it's hard. Oh, it's hard Writing work. Writing is yeah. hard. And I, I think that there, it depends on the person. And but there's certain, a skill, correct? Oh, absolutely. Right. And there's a lot of lessons uh, to learn about that skill. However, there, it's the kind of who you are as a writer. Um, I also wrote books as well. Wow. And when I, uh, I had a dear friend who was also an author, and he, um, he was on the one of the morning shows. And when the interviewer asked him, how do you feel now that you're here, your book has just been published? And he said, well, actually, third chapter, paragraph eight, if I could change the meaning of that paragraph, yeah. and I completely understood what he said in that moment. It was, truthfully, so many people would have understood. Can you really, when can you know you did it and you're finished and you can step away? Some people have that ability to really let it be. It's, Some uh, of us still play and play and play until we really get pushed to the, to yeah, the limit. Yeah, and say, we, enough <laughs> with you playing, give it to yes, me. Yes, exactly. I have a, uh, a That's fame. why editing is really important, and we love our editors. Yeah, <laughs> I, I noticed that the, um, the New Yorker seemed to be one of the last bastions of 
vacuums to take and sort of suck all the great writers and get them there. And one of them is Malcolm Gladwell, who I just adore his books. I mean, I just, one of them was Outliers. I've talked lots about it because it's just, it's, you, you read the landscape. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's just great. So writing is good. So now you've got writing skills and why do we leave the entertainment business? Well, first of all, or did we? Full picture. I'm also um, a happily married woman to the same man since I was a year out of UCLA. So um, I, I built a life with my husband, and we have three wonderful children. Oh, so, so, let's talk so, about your children. <laughs> so, so Can I ask how old they are? Sure. I have twins that are 31, just turned 31, and I have a daughter, my twins, boy and girl twins, and our daughter is um, 23. And so raising them was also so much a part of my life experience, sure. as is being a wife, running the home, all those responsibilities. Um, so that was very much in my path, and I was fortunate that I could creatively keep pursuing all the things I love and my passion, and writing enabled me to do that. So I didn't take an assignment. If I thought it was too much, I was on overload with another assignment. Yeah, family came first for you, which is so family admirable. Family came first for me, very much so. It was actually, um, but to answer your question, I primarily wrote with my right, I had a right, I used to have a writing partner, um, Kathy Silverman, and she and I wrote primarily nonfiction. So we were known to either adapt a best-selling book that was a, a, a nonfiction book, or we took the latest murder or the latest disease of the week or whatever, and those are the stories we, we told. We, we brought creative energy to a true story and, and navigated it into a two-hour. Um, now, but my fascination has always been with nonfiction, mm -hmm. telling, telling story but based in fact. Um, so in many ways, that's tangential to being a journalist. Journalist still has to creatively take a moment, a, a, an experience, a story, and bring it down to a smaller piece, whether it be 600 words, 800 words, 2,000 words, but you still have to take it down, and that in itself is a creative process. And so I always were, I was always attracted to the nonfiction world, and, and journalism was that. It sort of evolved into it. It evolved into it. But that's not why I chose to make a left turn. I transitioned into this, is when my daughter, my youngest daughter, who's now 23, um, when she knew where she wanted to go to school and focused on it and had USC? Did she go to USC? No, no she didn't go to USC, I must tell you. But when she knew, she was already approached and um, she, she had a feeling she was going to go to that school. Um, that's when I decided, okay, what else was important to me um, was my passion for my community and to really dig in and to get to know and really become intertwined into the community of the city that I absolutely love and that I've lived for 30 years. And that's what I did. The first thing I did was I joined Team Beverly Hills. And it was in that experience that was very fulfilling um, learning about this city that I said to myself, wow, I really need to get really involved. How? I don't know, but I'm going to get involved. Well, you I are. I mean, and you've evolved into an owner, and uh, I know you yes. have a partner, John Benheim, yes. who's a wonderful person. I haven't seen him in a while, Thank but you. really nice guy. wonderful And man. I, 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 this isn't a hard question, but it's an interesting question, at least in, in my mind. So as a publisher versus a writer, mm -hmm. choosing topics that's either like an artist that's, oh, let me just paint my art, or that could be major struggle. How do you choose stories within Beverly Hills, or do you just let them come sort of as news to you? How do you, how do, you do that? <laughs> every way, any way and every way. When you have to have content every week, you, you are constantly scoping, reaching out, 
connecting to everybody you can possibly meet sure um on the street how i met you yeah. how, uh, which you know, we met by the way through rotary it through it is the community that's really what it is it's connecting to people and that's really what i'm i love doing more than anything so i'm going to say something that's that's very strange because i grew <laughs> up in the san fernando valley and i grew up in an era where the andy griffith show meant a lot and I kind of refer to Beverly Hills as it's a little bit Mayberry. It really is. And that we're small. It's a uh -huh. small community yes. with it's the jewel of the world, which yes. I've always said. Um, and different people are sheriffs. They're all Sheriff Taylors. Our mayor is right now Julian Gold. He's kind of like Sheriff Taylor. I don't mean like from a law enforcement standpoint. <laughs> so that was the, that was the character's everybody. name? I don't need yeah, to know that. Yeah, you did not know that, <laughs> Sheriff Taylor. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just goes to show the age difference here. <laughs> Sorry. You know, no, it, it's all good. Um, but it's Mayberry. We're, we're a small community, and well, that community was in North Carolina sort of all by itself, and the big city that they used to say was Raleigh. Raleigh is a nothing city, but we're right next to the big city of Los Angeles, so we're affected by well, it. Oh, we're inside the big city. We're inside, that's, that's true. We're in the center. And of you have kind of now acquired and have the responsibility of being Sheriff Taylor. No disrespect, being too young, trust me, that will resonate with a lot of people. And go, <laughs> that was a very big compliment, just okay, so you know. You. Very big so, compliment. So I would, I would say it a little I'm differently. I'm Barney Fife. Okay, no, I know where you're Okay, <laughs> you got that, you got yes. that one, okay. Because his character was so yeah. special. Um, I would say it a little differently. I would not say Beverly Hills is Mayberry RFD. I would say, yes, it's similar. But Beverly Hills is really, uh, it's, it's a city that has a duality. The duality is both, it is a type of a small town, very connected. Everybody shares um, this feeling of love for their city. And they're all, they're there because we are here in Beverly Hills because we can be. Okay, in Mayberry RFD, most likely those people were born there yeah, indigenous and never there. left. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the people that live here in Beverly Hills, a lot of us come from other places. Yeah. We choose to live here. Yeah. We are lucky that we can choose to live here. So that's one part that's different. But the other part that's different is even though we're such a small, quaint, special town where everybody knows the mayor and the council and everybody has a relationship with tons of people, all, we're all interconnected, Yes, we're on the world stage. And when you are a city, particularly the newspaper, um, of a city that's on the world stage, literally, we, for example, we published a story um, last night, um, that was delivered in front of everybody's home this morning. Um, it was picked up today by the Daily Mail, by newspapers in the Middle East. Um, uh, and we are, I, just when I was walking in today, I heard about how much one of our stories has gone around. Now that's an example that Mayberry RFD would no, never, never ever, ever have no. an experience. So because of that, we have a, that duality that makes it so special and brings, thank you very much, all the tourists and everybody that comes and generates so much great business for our city. Sure. At the same time, we have a responsibility to the local residents and to make them feel loved and cared for. Give them Mayberry. Yeah. And, and so there's, there's a duality between this. And, and, and we like to think of it as we're very lucky and it's an opportunity. Um, but with that comes, we have to do our really our very best, as if we were on the world, as if we were like the New York Times or on the world stage, because we're on the world stage, because the quality of our journalism is essential because we're picked up in all these other places. I'm going to say something to you because I, it, it, it's just appropriate. It is really cool to hear your views of what the paper really is and understanding that and treating it and the community with such respect. I'm not well, saying that you. for a compliment. I can see the passion in your, <laughs> in your eyes and in your smile and in your voice. 
But it's really cool that you take this serious. It's not just, okay, it's a newspaper. How do we sell ads? You know, that's not it. You know, thank you for saying that. I've always approached every story, every job that I've had um, with my heart and my conviction and my passion. Uh, Conviction, though, to do the right thing. I should clarify that. I will never forget we were hired to write a story for ABC Um, a true story about an attempted murdering mother-in-law. Funny enough, I know it sounds funny, but it it actually won Sweeps Week when it it ran. Um, It was called Mother Knows Best, for anybody listening to remember this. And um, it was kind of like a black comedy, but it was the true story of a woman who did not like her son-in-law. So she put out a hit for him to murder him. And it happened in Miami, in Florida. So they flew us to Florida to meet the family because we had to get to know them, their characters. Nothing happened. The The FBI moved in uh, before uh, the, crime really the crime took place. really took place, thank goodness. But I met the children. And they were, they had to go to bed. And uh, I'll never forget, they left all the lights on in their bedrooms. And that's because they lived in fear that their grandmother was going to come back. And the reality, I was in it. I was in that experience right in that moment. And yes, I was doing it for our creative purposes and to communicate that story to story tell. I still could feel the emotion that it, what, what this tragedy had brought to this family. That was a responsibility that was on my shoulders. And many times when you tell stories that way through uh, movies or tell the stories through our, our articles, it's essential you understand what you're doing how you, and how the, the power of communication can affect other lives. We, we, we had that said that we day. weren't going to have anything heavy. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> I said this is light and easy. That's yes. pretty heavy. But it, it reminded me of I have a, a very close friend, somebody very dear to me, and he said, you know, people normally are successful when they know their role. In other words, know who you are, know your surroundings. It doesn't it's mean true. you can't climb higher on the ladder, but you can't go from the third step to the 30th step in yes. one. It doesn't happen. And most people that are aware of these things and, and lay, lay out like you just did, all the factors, that's kind of heavy. That, yes. that's, that's a way, you know, that's, you know exactly who you are and you, and you revel in that. That's really cool. You know, it's funny you should bring this up because every single time we run a story that may hurt someone yeah. in our city. Sure. You know, people said when I decided to do this um, with John and um, we led an investment group to clarify what happened. We led an investment group of a lot of the community that wanted to uh, invest in our city's newspaper. That in itself shows what a wonderful community sure. has come from. But um, the importance of of making these choices, you know, we vacillate between do we run this story knowing the impact it may have? Do we not? Why is this about sensationalism? Because we're not selling newspapers. The newspaper will be on your doorstep. Right, right. We're not charging for it. We're not charging. So what are we trying to do? We're trying to inform and help and communicate. We're trying to let the people of our community know the facts, the truth, safety issues, be aware of this, inform them about new laws, ordinances, you know, procedures that happen in, in council. It circles back to what it's, I was saying yes. to you about your choices are, you, I'm, I'm thrilled you know that rule. I'm oh, it's I'm thrilled essential. you know all that. And it's just, it's, it's very challenging yes. for people to understand. Um, you know, I, I, I hope it's okay to talk about, because it, it comes to my mind, one of the valued sections for me is, I look at always the police blotter part of yes. it, which is what goes on. And in some ways, God, if I, I don't talk about that. No, no. In other ways, no, it's good to know, because it's really, when it's out there, you understand how to take care of yourself, to be a little careful, to know and be around, around your surroundings. But it's essential, I believe, for the paper to let me know what's going on, because I may not know that if I'm not listening to the police or, you know, scanners or things like that. And I happen to really like 
what goes on with our police department and they're always looking for cameras and more security and how do we help this. But what I like that the courier does um, as a newspaper is, and, and it's going to come back even better, that community gets a return on investment when they advertise with you. Do you... Thank you. Wait, before you go there, I want to address the what you're talking about. Right. Journalism has a purpose, uh, most importantly, on the local level. You know, right now, our media world is about sound bites, yeah, getting sensationalism, and, and, well, well, getting yeah. eyeballs. Yeah. And if you really look at the analytics, you see that people pop in and pop off of places maybe 30 seconds maximum. That's really not helping the world because it's Agreed. not really giving everybody the whole truth of the story. That's what we fight in local journalism. And it's really a sad state of affairs that in our country, and I feel I'm very passionate about this because I never realized it like I do now in the role that, we, that I have, is that local journalism tells the local people what's going on. Now, other people can pick it up, but it's really what is going on around you, and that's where the real news is. Yes, begins. agreed, 100% agree. Unfortunately, we live at a time when most newspapers are going out of business. Yeah. So our financial model and our local support from our community is essential. Yeah. It is absolutely essential. So thank you for bringing it back to the ads. But that really... No, I, you, we did, our, by the way, for everybody listening, we didn't talk about it. We're, no, we're not we're trying not. to make people... But I'm telling you, I mean this, that... As a, as a merchant in Beverly Hills for many years, it's like you think hard about advertising. And I had a little campaign in the Courier, God, 30 or 40 years ago. And then every merchant goes, well, I paid X dollars. Did I get people in my door? And merchants think strangely. It doesn't matter if I paid, let's just pick a number, $1,000. Uh -huh. I don't know where I came up with that for an ad. And the return came back and I only earned back of trackable or traceable $500. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It means that new people came in that may become repeat customers Correct. and things of that nature. I like your thinking. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I think kind of like to both sides, you want to think these things out. But what I loved about The Courier is, as we had talked before we started the podcast just for a few minutes, is I remember in the days that the LA Times in the 1980s, a full-page ad was $30,000. That's like insane. That same deal came, oh, I want to say in 2007, 2008, a half a page became $7,500, and they would run it three times. So it's really $2,500 an ad. So that shows the, the problem, but the benefit that the courier has, and I'm, again, I'm not paid to say this, <laughs> although maybe we should talk, no, um, uh, it's, it's so important is that you have and you're hitting your target. And it's essential in my mind that merchants support the courier and that place ads, and, all, and I don't mean that's exclusively to courier, any publication that's in the Beverly Hills community is good. Um, because it's going to create a return. You may not see it in the first ad, but you're going to see it down the road. As I had said, mine was always a call to action. That's why I love about newspapers. You might forget about it, but you tear the page out and throw it in a drawer, and then three months later, somebody shows up and say, hey, here's the ad. You know, I'd like to do this or that. But I just think you guys do a good job, but I'll be also more transparent. I don't think you focus on it enough because you're busy building the content. And that's okay, because I think there's so much growth there that people will be looking to advertise more and more with the career. Well, I think it's a, it's a little more complicated than that. And I'll See, um, did why. she just call me simplistic? <laughs> I think so. No, go ahead. Tell me. This is what we're well, here. First of all, let's start with circula circulation. Okay. Okay. We put out 30,000 free newspapers. Okay. Who's paying for that? who's paying for just the paper, the six trucks, yep. the trucks that leave the printing press at, at midnight. And the reason they do is they can't literally throw the papers in their trucks all up and down all of our narrow, little, yep. windy streets, along with the flats, which are wonderful. But um, we have a responsibility to get those papers out, and it costs us a lot of money. Does it cost um, more? I don't mean to interrupt that part because I want to certainly let you finish that point. Sure. Does it cost more to hand deliver the paper as it's being that way versus having some um, 
I don't want to say mail, but some other source, some other way to, to have them delivered, or is it, it time? The issue is with mail is you would not get it. Same time. The same tag. Yeah. You can get it. You could get it next week. That's yeah. fine. The news that happens and then this it's week old. is yeah. next week. I got it. Yeah. Doesn't that, work. That makes sense. So it, that's why. I would love to be able to pop it in the mail, big jump, and you'll get it in three extra days, and then it's old. Everything's old. You know, to show you how lickety split the reaction of everybody once in our city, when we took over the paper, there was about a 6 to 7% um, open rate to our announcement coming to the courier. I'm sure you get it. Everybody yeah. gets it. It's if you're on our lists, you get coming to the courier. When we came on, it was six to eight percent. Our analytics were telling us that people were opening. Okay, over the week, definitely even that night. I'll I'll yeah. give it to you that. Let's say they were opening six to eight percent. Today we're about thirty six percent. Yeah. Wow. More 30, than ten times. 36%. So that is more than, you know, one out of three. What is that? Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not sitting here thinking the math. I didn't think about that. But it's three out of, uh, you know, four out of 10 people will quickly open it up as soon as they get to read what our newspaper. Can I give you engagement. something that you'll I now do it a little differently. I now get the email yes. from the courier and yes. I look at the website, which is fabulous. But. I'll look and see what it is, and then I, I, I don't think I'm unique in this. I can't wait till I get one. I don't get it Friday. I don't like go looking for it, but I will get it, and like you just said, it might be Monday or Tuesday. Oh, good. Let me read the paper because I got to see the little, you know, the articles. If I wanted to, one caught my eye. A particular one was fantastic about this podcast two weeks ago, but... <laughs> Not going there, but that one I rushed to see. But as a general rule, I love to look at that. And again, back to some of the things you don't want to hear or see about. Like I'll look at the police blotter, hoping it's like nothing. But it's, it is really small comparatively. And then I look at the articles and I read the articles and I read what's there. And I'm also a weird bird because I look at the ads. I always look well, at that. You know, you're not weird. Most people do. Um, I think that there is a there's an, a craft to quality ads, quality yeah. ads that capture you, that set that have a tone and a feel and a beauty to them. That people are attracted to them. Some of our ads, and and I'm sure everybody has recognized that. Some are really, oh, that's a gorgeous ad. Yes. Or oh, yeah. I got their message, what they're trying to say. And the good news is that's everybody else's uh, expression. They can <laughs> do what they want when they buy an do, ad. Do you wait, make? Oh, go wait, ahead. <laughs> I want to go back to um, what you're saying about you know. We are, as a city, is a little. We are a little old-fashioned in a, in a sweet way, but our audience really still loves the tangible experience of opening up a newspaper. Yes, I agree. Sitting in a chair young and old, and and just reading, and and it, it it almost comes more to life than on a tablet or a cell phone or right. or a computer. So Touching. we are very lucky that the engagement is still so strong with a newspaper. That is not true of the L.A. Times. No. And all well, there's a desperation sometimes with publications of I'll take anything, which was, I, again, forgive me for asking a tough question. Do you turn advertisers down if they were selling something that you found? I don't want to say inappropriate, but that just didn't fit the Absolutely. model. Absolutely. We do that. Interesting. Absolutely. But again, I can go back to what, you know, Three weeks ago, one of the most important newspapers in the state of California, the Santa Barbara News Press, went under. Wow. It's a very sad state of affairs. It was a 150-year-old newspaper. It was the, one of the most prestigious newspapers in our state. Um, it started looting. It, 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 what kind of journalism it was presenting, there was a lot of infighting with the owner and, and all the different... Um, editors that were brought in and out and the tough there was business. a lot of problems but the philosophies behind the paper kept changing and becoming more narrow focused and as a result their advertising went way down and they had to go from a newspaper to just new d delivery to just newsstands to just online and to zero yeah. And the sad, it was a, it's a very sad story, but that's an example of 
not great management, I would say, but also the concept of you have to have an audience that still wants engagement and we're giving it to them. We in a balanced way. In, in a, a balanced, balanced way. way. Yeah. And that's something we're very conscious of. We do believe that, you know, the future seems to be completely technological. Yeah. And therefore, we have to stay abreast and on it. Just coming here, you know, uh, we had a social media meeting. We, we you know, things that we do, um, it was not a part of journalism. Even, for example, our contract with the city, as we, we are the newspaper that holds the bid, um, the other publications ride with us, but um, we are the that we have won the bid um, for all of these years. And part of the bid is created off of a document for adjudication. We are adjudicated, as now are the other two newspapers in our city. So the contract with the city, but is one hundred percent based on just a contract on the tangible newspaper. Because when it was invented, <laughs> yeah. there was no internet. No, exactly. There was, there, was nothing, there was nothing technological. The way the world got news was when you got the newspaper in your hand. So that, that comes to what I was saying with balance. Yes. That, you know, I don't know what the Santa Barbara newspaper was, but I, if you were a balanced newspaper... You're trying to report down the middle, and I don't just mean politically, but that's sort of the when you see somebody, well, let's go this way to grab yes. news, or let's go that way to Correct. grab news, you know, and, and once you go down that road, now you've irritated the other side. <laughs> and, and and it's just insane because yes. I'm not advertising that, but I'm gonna watch that. You know, it's it's like people somebody told me once um, that Rush Limbaugh's podcast was more popular with liberal-minded people because they turned in to get mad. In other words, that, that's what the attraction was, wow. that I'm going to get mad at this guy. And, and then you go to the other side. Michael Jordan, the famous basketball player, had said, you know, Republicans buy sneakers too. You're never going to hear anything politically out of me. And I thought that's the best way to go if you are really reporting the news. Right. You know, now there's going to be a Wall Street Journal. They lean slightly right. There's going to be a CNN. Somebody could say they lean slightly left. But as a those are networks for you. If you're down the middle, that's pretty cool. We and I think you are because if, if you rode the sensationalism of let me be on one side or the other, it doesn't matter. I'm not fishing for any of that, of course. But if you go that route, I think that's the route that if it doesn't work, you're the Santa Barbara Gazette or whatever their name was. Well, and maybe that's I think, what happened. I guess where my, my, um, my Geiger, I would say, it comes from this is my community, just like it's your community, just like um, it's everyone. Yeah, and everybody everyone. lives here. And, and everyone feels this is my town. Yeah. So do I want animosity? Do I want people fighting at each other? No, I want to give them as much of the facts as possible. Yeah, and you decide. And you decide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you decide. Do you think this should be right or is this yeah. wrong? Or, do you yeah. know, the council made this decision or, you know, this is not happening or yeah. you decide. Right. But we're not here to make that judgment for you. Yeah. Um, I would be. That's hard. That's got to be a hard road. It really must be challenging to stay because every human has an opinion. Well, let me let me let me go further with sure. this because I think this. Again, not, we, we weren't going have... deep. We're going deep. How did we how did this happen? <laughs> go ahead. If you want to think about, because I said this is always about choices, we do our very best not to make the choice of not to print it or print it, but, you know, it's to print it if it's information that is impacting the city. But it's about how we print it. Are we printing opinion or are we printing verified facts? That's, that's journalism. That's what we always that's, have been and what we always should be, but we're not we are exactly. That's not where we are in the networks. No. That's not where we are. It's essential that we do our very best to say, when there's an affidavit, when there's, when there's a document um, of some sort that's coming from the courts, we love printing that because yeah. that's what the courts are saying. Right. We're not saying it. It's not, you know, <laughs> that's what we're being told. Correct. That's you can't all, argue this you information. You can't argue. That's you may not like it, but here's what it is. But yeah. that's also, in fairness to the, to the system, yeah. 
that's not, you know, you can't be, uh, it, it's, it's, there is a, can't, there is subjective process involved, in other words. I very often will say on Thursday mornings with Anna as we're lining up the front page. Anna is your, is your Anna is our executive editor and COO of the company, and just just fabulous. So you were saying to Anna, I just want to make sure I, to give I, her credit because yes. you and I know Anna who Figueroa, she is. Yes. If you read the paper, you'll know that name. But you know, um, listeners in the Anna, podcast world know. <laughs> now she's famous. Um, um, we Anna and I work on the edit side, and John primarily works on the the ad sales side and he's an expert in that area um we on thursday mornings are making choices about what we want in the hero story what we want otherwise it's very important we debate this you know placement literally placement on the front page makes a big difference on what the the impact of the story or is the story on the news section? Or is the story in the community section? So just that is subjective. So I can't tell you it's full, you know, it's not Yeah, there's no formula. This goes here, this yeah, goes here. It's right. a lot there's of thought no, to it. There's all thought and choices. So you could argue that there is subjectivity a part of this. But our goal is to be objective because one of the stories has to be in the hero spot. <laughs> yeah. One of the stories has to be in the tiny little corner on the right side. Yeah. So, and the guy who had it, or the gal who had that ad or that article in a tiny yes. little corner, their feelings might be hurt. Yes, yes. We, you know, when the ad sales department get together, which we do once a week, to discuss where the ads are going, it's very funny because you can watch the loyal fighting for their ad for their clients ad salesperson saying, no, 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 no. I need the right page. No, can I have it two pages earlier? I mean, what goes in on this? And is then, so sure, let me come back to the merchant for a second. Yes. So the merchant, when I was at Heritage, it's like, we're not going to advertise. We'll pay you what, if it's reasonable, we want to work it out. We want to know that information. Where is our ad going to be yes. if we pay X? Yes. We're not going to advertise. This came from the, uh, the, the CEO of the company, a dear friend and a really good guy um, named Steve Ivey. Give him a little plug. Probably he'll be upset for me mentioning that name, but <laughs> oops. Um, he's, you know, he's going to think like that because he's thinking return on my investment and I want it to be here. And your job would be, I can't sell that to you or I cannot right. promise that to you. We don't promise And anything. I'd have to, you'd, you'd have to withdraw the ad. I, I may be able to say, hey, on Thursday night, if you want to do it or whatever your, your, your cut date is, I'll, I'll give you it on them because I don't have, I don't have the commitment, but that's a challenge. So I didn't mean, I want to spin this forward because somehow we got into this deep conversation Sorry. and I promised to keep this light and I I'm love this. I'm passionate about the right? newspaper. And no, but that's what I love. But when we, you know, I want to make sure I stay to that. I want to go light here for a second. Okay. So now we're, we're LA, we're in Los Angeles. We, we have a thriving career. We now own the, pub, the, the company of the, the, the courier with a partner and a, and a group that's backing it and it's going all well. What do you like to do other than work? <laughs> Lately, I haven't had a lot of time. I mean, are we a skier, a golfer, a oh, tennis I player? See, I see. What do we do? Well, first of all, most importantly, family time is the most important thing. Okay, so what do we do and with family we have, time? We're very, uh, Jonathan, my husband, and I are very close with our three children as adults. We, we love being with them as, as, as people, not because they're our children, but we find them fascinating and fun. And You know what's really interesting? She, uh, off the air, she said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> They're nice people. I was hoping that she was going to say something. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Um, so I, we really, we enjoy family time, whether it's I'm in the kitchen, we're cooking. Um, home time. So home at time. home, at home. Yes, or, sp- or we travel, or we do sports together. We, what sports? We go to UCLA games? Um, we, oh, yes, oh, absolutely. We do all kinds. You we're, and the other dozen at the Rose Bowl. We are. <laughs> We are a sports family. We love, uh, we will do a night in front of the, a sports event um, or a day in front. We, you know, we are guided by the sports world for sure. Even though it's my husband and my son and our two daughters, there's three of us, we're all into sports. So it's a lot of fun. Very, very cool. Yes. And, and what is your favorite sport? Um, 
Well, my daughter was a volleyball player. Nice. So, but before she found that passion, because that was foreign to me until my daughter shared that she loved volleyball, um, um, basketball, basketball, following it. That's probably from the UCLA roots. It's in in the fiber of college basketball. College or NBA? But it also is very action-oriented. Basketball moves, 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 you know. Whether we do, you know, there's also um, ho- ice hockey. I was just going to say, for me, anything, it's ice hockey. Yeah, anything that moves very quick and it's fun and it's exciting. Being, I go back to basketball. Each being time. from Los Angeles, I played ice hockey as a kid. Oh, so, you did? Yeah, so we played in, up into college and intramural, of course. But I love ice hockey. And when you take somebody to see a Kings game, and they've never been to a game. It's like I, their eyes, I know, it's you, like you, eye candy. They're dazzling around right, with everything right, going on. Um, and basketball, because there's so much happening, it's pretty cool. But I think all sports events now, I yeah. think they're all big events. Um, I, you know, I think that part uh, how sports, you know, if you go back years ago to basketball to what it is today, it's about the event. Yes. It's Very the same much so. way. Who's there? Who's which? It's like this but, whole but Lakers even thing. When they, you, know? you know, in the Lakers in the 80s. Showtime. You know, it's Showtime. And they brought, you know, what Jeannie Buss did, what her Amazing. father did. What, oh, she did. How, she did. What, 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 Let's give her credit. Oh, absolutely. She did. And she I'm did. a big fan of hers. Yeah, she's awesome. Sure. I always Anyway, anyway the, first, the first female to yeah. governor to win the championship. Go, Jeannie. <laughs> <laughs> she was just awesome. I, you've heard how I, you know, I, yes. we, we sort of our paths have sort of, we always bump into each other. She, I, I am not only a big fan of her career, but she's just a good human being. Yes. And that's, is. you know, what people should strive to. Yes. Okay, so you, so sports, sporting events, I'm going to ask you a crazy question. Okay. I love to dance. We love to dance. <laughs> so this sort of ties to that, to pop culture. Does the Courier cover like this Taylor Swift phenomenon? Would that ever be something that you would go cover, well, or is actually, that not really Beverly Hills? Subject? Okay, I, well, I just caught you because that means you haven't you haven't want you you didn't read. Let me see. I saw it today. today? I saw the article. Okay, all right. But there that didn't go. mean I, what I meant was cover the phenomenon of what well, went we on. Well, we actually what we covered because um, there's all signs of things to that story. Maybe I'm not wording that right. I want to be clear. Covering Taylor Swift, I did see the article on Taylor Swift, and it's very nice. And my daughter is a big Taylor Swift fan, and she understands the business of that for everything that she does. That's kind of what I'm interested in, in that would you cover the business of this phenomenon? Well, well, the question is when you say phenomenon. We did cover, for example, the Barbie. There you go. That's exactly right. right. We, We discussed it similar to Taylor Swift, but it with the Barbie because it was... It just like blew through. Everybody ran to the movie theater, and it brought us all back to the movie theater after COVID. Yeah, they said what was the other one? Top Gun kind of saved movie theaters, and and the Barbie movie sort of set it back into a path that okay, yeah, I want to make this part of my routine. Right. Again. I mean, but is that would you cover a, a story? A cult, yeah, we do. We we you know it was a culture shift, but you have to remember our first and foremost goal is to cover the news that affects our community. So if it's news that we're going to be competing with all of the other media outlets across the country, why would would we spend our hard-earned money from our ad sales? I can tell you why, (laughs) which is a crazy reason, because I notice things that most people don't notice. I'm very visual in how I think and how I trigger my memory. I remember I was here. Oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about or doing. You have a strong hippocampus. That must be it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. the idea of like when the Rose Bowl game comes to Los Angeles and I see, let's say, when in 2005 and Texas is playing USC, notice UCLA wasn't a part of that, um, <laughs> that all of the Texas fans are running up, walking up and down and shopping in Beverly Hills. Just like, you know, it, it's, it moves the needle economically, the hotel rooms and things like that. And Taylor Swift, I saw a blur, but it might have been Wall Street Journal, I don't know, remember where. Um, and it might have might have been some other source that she moved the entire economy oh, of Los no Angeles, doubt. No doubt. and that affects Beverly Hills, that affects Culver City, that affects that because all of these different communities are reliant upon it. And I maybe it's me. I like business parts of things, which is why I kind oh, of. Oh, like I agree. The, I think what you're, but we can't spend our time on that. 
Yeah, we, it would take we, you away from local. It would take us yeah, away. Yeah, we don't yeah. have the staff. Uh, believe me, I wish we did. Eventually, anybody one day. Anybody who wants to help us, please, anyone. Well, I'm going to help you, like I said. Please help us. I just love what but, you guys do. Uh, but we, we touched on it for sure. We had a very good, we, did, we had an examination of what is what has just happened. I mean, you can't even walk into any store, any retail store, anywhere in Beverly Hills or surrounding cities without tasting the phenomena Correct. of of Barbie. And, and it's the same, by the way, with the athletic event. Yes. So I am, I, as many people know, I do the statistics for the Rams. Um, so oh, wow. I'm, I'm up in the booth. Thank you. It's not an, oh, wow, I love it. It's just passion. Yeah, but, but what that's the so cool. greatest <laughs> thing for, thank you. But the great thing for me is I always am there ridiculously early because there's something about watching a sporting event come to life. I'll watch the groundskeepers. I'll talk to the PR people. I'll talk to the newscasters, all the different people that, you know, I've been fortunate to meet over doing this for 25 years um, of doing different sports. And through being an, a former agent, watching the things come to life. That's a story into itself. Sure. And in a weird way, when you, when you look at that and you see the production, people don't think about that. They have no idea what it takes to run a newspaper. They think, oh, this sucks. I, I didn't like the way you covered that. that. I did, they, they have no idea. Wait, somebody sat in front of a computer and typed a story, made a decision to a story, had to go in front of an editor. They have to go in front of you or, or Anna or somebody and say, what do you think of this idea? You know, we want to cover Taylor Swift. That's ridiculous. Or that it, 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 it takes so many, many, many helpers yes. to go into it that are unsung heroes. Yeah, I call it the team. Yeah, it's unsung heroes. It's like, you know, people behind the scenes of everything. To me, those are the stories I want to tell. I mean, uh, th those are just important. It doesn't oh, I matter. I hope you do. I hope you can tell That's them. what we're going to do. Um, so anyways, I don't want to cut you short or wrap up, but I, I've taken far more of your time than I would have thought. This I, has been so much fun. I was hoping that you had a good time. <laughs> I want to. I want to be able to call you again, and we'll do this again. Absolutely, anytime. Absolutely. And if there's anything I can do to help you, or help the courier, or vice versa, I'll call and say, "Hey, by the way, I'd like to come Absolutely. and see see this or that." You know, it's all good. But whatever you need, I just appreciate you. I respect you. All of the people that work hard in our community. I, from the people that are servers in restaurants to the people that guard our city, like Mark Stanbrook, the the police chief. These are to me the the, the fabric of what makes us better. Better and what will get us through these troubling times that I, I, I just, enough negative, you know, so it's only I good. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I actually get a little, I don't think the word offended, but it seems that people have such judgment yeah. and they don't really know what it really takes. And I could only say that because I do, I know what it takes for me to do what I do, I really respect the people that may help to make and there's so many of us yeah. to make this city so great. And even doing this, making, putting together this podcast so that experts in our city, people that are very focused and driven and yeah. passionate about Everybody. what they do in, for our city, around our city, within our city, we should hear what they have to say Correct. and understand their story. So I, I applaud you thank for you doing so much. This. No, thank and, you for doing and, it. It's and all great. Onward and upward. And may this just be the beginning of a huge path for you. Perfect. Lisa, thank you so much. Continue success in all of your endeavors. And I mean that genuinely from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. What a sweetheart. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to today's episode of the Mostly Banter podcast. Hey, remember it was sponsored by Amy Sherry Designs. Check her out. Give her a call, 310-386-0627.